Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose. I'm your host, Matt Wilson, and we're going to talk about just issues that people face, struggles that they've overcome, ways that they've been able to do it, and our goal is to inspire you as we talk about ways that you can live life with purpose on a daily basis. So today, being the first episode, I'm just going to give you a little bit of an overview of what Living Life on Purpose looks like, why I'm the one that's bringing this message to you, and how it's going to benefit you in the long run. So again, my name is Matt Wilson, Living Life on Purpose. What does that mean? So first of all, God had a purpose for your life, and then He created you. So what I want you to understand is none of us, none of us, are created by accident. So it doesn't matter what you've been told your entire life. It doesn't matter if if you believe that your parents got drunk and made some bad decisions. It doesn't matter if uh, you've been told that, that you weren't wanted, that you weren't needed. Those are all lies. And the reality is that, that you've got a heavenly father that loves you. You've got a creator who is that same being that had a purpose for you and then he created you. So what you need to understand is if you've got a purpose, then there's something that you were designed to do before you were even born. You were designed to do, and now you've got to discover what that is and start to walk in that on a daily basis. So with that, that's the goal of this show. Uh, that The goal is for you to not only realize that, that you've got that purpose, but also to, to help you discover it and to also hear from people that have walked out just very difficult things in their life, but that has led them through their pain to their purpose. And, and now they're doing amazing things in business. They're doing amazing things in life that allow them to have fulfillment. And the, the reality is, until you start to walk in that purpose, life is pretty hollow. And, and I'm living proof of that because, um, you know, born and raised to a good family uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, lived there the majority of my life. Um, you know, after college, went into outside sales for a while, started a mortgage company, had relative success, and, and ultimately, um, you know, was just in pursuit of money and made a lot of it. Uh, thankful for the success that I did have, but but at the end of the day, um, I just I pursued that more than anything else, and it was pretty hollow. So uh, left the mortgage company, uh, started into business with my father-in-law. Uh, we were partners for eight years. Ultimately, felt like God was calling me to do something different, and uh, 2015 started my own firm. A business here in Birmingham. And you know, towards the end of 2014, God really started working in my life. And uh, I just, I felt like there was more to the business that I'm in than, than just the money. And so I ended up um, just making some changes. And, and I really, uh, it didn't make sense to a lot of people, but, but ultimately it didn't have to. It just had to make sense to me and to God. And uh, and my wife. And so <laughs> thankfully it did. But, uh, but with that, the end of 2014 was extremely difficult. And, you know, leaving business uh, with my father-in-law, which still love him to this day, uh, still my wife's father, um, you know, 
did not leave that relationship with my wife. Uh, that relationship is stronger than it's ever been. So a very difficult situation to walk out of and you know, transitioning clients from um, old firm to new firm. And, and ultimately, it was very stressful. It was very difficult and, and it was an extreme challenge, nothing like I'd ever faced before. And 2015, January the 9th, uh, in the morning, I received a text, you know, your grandfather is on the floor, he's unresponsive, we're not sure what's going on, but um, I knew that something was not good. It turns out my grandfather had had a stroke that morning. That afternoon, I received word that my dad was diagnosed with bladder cancer. So easily the worst day uh, of my life because I'm already going through the extreme difficulty, extreme struggle, and then I'm faced with these challenges. And you know, a, a spiritual mentor of mine, Brian Bagwell, just said, look, there is no way that you're going to be able to do this on your own. You're gonna have to surrender. You're gonna have to give this to God. And with his help, you can do it. In your own strength, there's no possible way. And you know, I, I'm not always the, the fastest learner, but, but I did listen to him and I said, okay, you know, I'm going to give it to God. I'm going to trust him. And, you know, that year, 2015, I walked through fire after fire after fire and struggle after struggle after struggle, but I still had hope. I still had peace. I still had uh, just this understanding that, that God was walking with me every step of the way. And that year ended up being the best year of my life spiritually. Now, I also want to share that that during that year, uh, as I changed uh, all of my business structure, started a new business, I lost 40% of my income. My bills did not go down 40%. But God still provided for me in those situations. God still provided that peace that only He could provide. And so, uh, again, this story is not about me. This is not about... Um, you know, when you listen to this podcast, it's not going to be about me walking you through my stuff. It's going to be interviewing successful people that live life on purpose. But you've got to know why I feel just so passionate about this because I've walked it out myself. So that's what uh, I bring to the table when I'm sharing this with you. It's not because I haven't been through anything. It's because I've been through a lot and things that, that most people... I hope never have to go through, but also things that I've been able to overcome through my faith. And so that's what this is all about. It's encouraging you, whatever situation you're facing, to know that, that God's got you and He will never leave you. He will never put you in a situation that you cannot handle if you rely on Him. So with that, 2015 comes and goes. Uh, the beginning of 2016, I really started pressing into God a lot more, and and ultimately, um, you know, amazing church. Go to Church of the Highlands here. Uh, they're all about taking next steps. So again, um, Brian Bagwell was my small group leader, and and he was just challenging me constantly, really just uh, encouraging me to take next steps. And one of the things that he encouraged me to do was, um, you know, go through 21 days of prayer, and that's a 21 day period where. You know, ultimately we meet at 6 a.m. I was not a fan of waking up at, at you know 5:30 to get there at 6, and uh, 
you know, that first day that I showed up, so five days a week, 6 a.m. at the campus, 9 a.m. on Saturdays, and then regular services on Sunday. Uh, so I got there that first morning, and, and all I saw was taillights coming into the the facility, into the parking lot. And like, man, there's a lot of people here at 6 a.m. There must be something to this. And, and ultimately, I just, I knew that there was something special. And I got in there, and there were 700 some odd people at our campus that day. And I think like 11,000 people church-wide throughout the state uh, that were participating in this. And, you know, so I just pressed in every single day. I went there, 6 a.m., and I just, I wanted more of God, and I wanted Him to just reveal things to me. And it was about day 17 that that I had a revelation that that not only had my mom been praying for me my entire life, but... Yeah, so she was praying for me to meet a godly woman. And when I met my wife, I did not know that she was a godly woman. I just thought she was hot. And she still is. And um, But God is so good. And he sent me a godly woman that even though both of us were unchurched at the point that we met, we're now doing things through him that that he knew in advance. So not only was my mom praying for a godly woman, but then when I got married and when my wife drew closer to the Lord and when she developed her relationship with him, she was praying for me to meet godly men. And so godly men came into my life because of those answered prayers. And all of this was revealed to me through him. And I just, I became overwhelmed and I just, I started to weep. I started to realize how much I matter and how much I was loved and how much I'd been fighting this process for so long. And ultimately, like, all he wanted me to do was just draw closer to him and uh, have a relationship with him. And he had been waiting there for me the entire time. And it was just an incredible feeling knowing that there's so much more than just words on the page of the Bible. There's so much more than just religion. That relationship with God the Father is the most powerful thing that you can ever encounter because once you're walking in a relationship with him, you know, there's nothing that you cannot overcome. So again, that was the beginning of 2016. Uh, ended up rededicating my life to Christ uh, July of, really before that, but but July of 2016, I ended up uh, getting rebaptized. And ultimately, that was just a confirmation of my faith. It was a public declaration of the person that I'd become. And, you know, really started working in purpose at that point and, and just everything changed. And so my priorities had to shift. And before my priorities were probably, you know, making as much money as possible, uh, family or friends, uh, those were kind of interchangeable. Um, you know, probably Georgia football, working out. And then, uh, you know, God was on the list, but he was really far down. And the, the, switch or the flip that I made in those priorities was I moved God from the bottom to the top and then family was second and then making a positive impact in people's lives was third and then you know business was fourth and and then everything else came after that and so as my priorities started to shift my life got better in all aspects in my family in my relationships in business elsewhere I was starting to realize that there was more to life than my happiness. So what does all this have to do with you? Because again, 
I don't want to just tell you my story and bore you to tears. I want you to know that the same thing that's happened to me can happen to you. And there is a process that you can walk out that can allow you to start to live life on purpose as well. So um, every single person, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you want something more out of life. I mean, the reality is we're, we're designed to continue to grow. We're designed to continue to learn. We're designed to continue to you know, search for that purpose. And you know, again, if, if we don't know what that purpose is, then we're going to try to fill the God-sized hole in our heart with everything, everything but God. Money, power, drugs, alcohol, sex, everything but Him. And again, that's because we live in a fallen world uh, and, and we get deceived by what we're supposed to be looking at, the things that we're supposed to be doing. Um, I mean, you turn on social media, you turn on the news, you turn on uh, television, movies. It's all the exact opposite of truth. And that's why... You know, I feel compelled to, to give you this message. Um, but if you're listening to this, you want to get better. And uh, so with that, you know, we all have struggles that we've been through. And many of those things hold us back from achieving the things that God had planned for us from the beginning. Uh, but the reality is, again, without tests, there is no testimony. So the things that you've walked through could actually be the very thing that are things that that other people need to hear about because they're walking through those same things themselves. So the enemy will tell you that if you share your worst day, if you share your struggle, that people aren't going to understand, that they're going to make fun of you, that they're not going to get it, you're going to be alienated. And again, if you tell these things to the wrong people, then that could very well be the case. So I would encourage you find people that, that support you and that encourage you to share issues that you have. But at the same time, if you share it with the right people, you won't hear condemnation. You'll hear me too. I dealt with that exact same thing. Thank you for sharing that with me. And so, you know, I just, I want to encourage you with that, that, um, the things that I share on a daily basis now, I never thought I would share. I wouldn't think that I would be sharing all this with a bunch of complete strangers right now, but the reality is God's placed it on my heart and I feel like it can help somebody. So I'm willing to tell you about struggles that I've faced because I'm not concerned about what the reaction is going to be because I know that it will help somebody. And if it helps just one person, then I'm cool with that. So how did I change and how can you, you know, first I had to surrender. And so again, like just, laying things at the feet of God and knowing that you know he is in complete control because here's a little secret he's in control anyway he gives us free will but but ultimately he he is the creator he is the alpha he is the the omega he is the beginning and the end and he's a good loving father but he's also in control so, you know, with that, we've got the ability to make choices, but, you know, he could take away anything that you've got if you think that, that you're doing it all on your own. Um, you know, sometimes we do have to be humbled. I know I did. Um, but, you know, we can either humble ourselves or he will humble us. Uh, so, again, surrender and do that on your own before you have to uh, be humbled. Uh, that's a much easier process. I'm telling you from experience. So then there will be some sort of sacrifice. There will be things that you have to lay down 
there will be habits, there will be relationships, there will be uh, obsessions, there will be uh, just things that, that are not right that you've got to walk away from. And that will be a sacrifice. But once you surrender and then make a sacrifice, that will lead to success in the future. And so those are three things that, that you can do. And, you know, but then you just need to start walking it out because, you know, my change was not overnight, but it was gradual. But my priorities shifted from self to others. My business shifted from profit to purpose. My life shifted from empty to meaningful. And in doing that, it allowed me to continue to discover the things that God had in store for me that, you know, was so much more fulfilling. And, you know, I'm not saying that I don't like nice things. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having nice things. I'm just saying, don't let those nice things have you. Don't let money control you. You need to control the money. You need to control the stuff. The stuff and the money does not need to control you. And there are too many people that are slaves to the money. There are too many people that are slaves to their stuff. There are too many people that are slaves to the ways of this world. And it's not only discouraging, but it's it's defeating. So it's not the way that things were intended. So how do you start living life on purpose? Number one, shift from good intentions to being intentional. Now, what does that mean? I mean, you've met people your whole life that, you know, they're, they're waiting for something. You know, they're, they're waiting for, uh, you know, the mail to come. They're waiting for a check to come in. They're waiting for, uh, you know, to get married. They're waiting to have children. They're waiting until their kids are grown. They're waiting until they get a new job. They're waiting until, uh, you know, just whatever. I mean, it's waiting, waiting, waiting. And they've got good intentions. They're going to do this one day. They're going to do that one day. They're going to do all of these different things. And I mean, I've been there. I, I know what it's like to say, well, one of these days I'm going to do this. When I get to this point in life, I'm going to do this. Um, the reality is none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So every single day is a gift and we don't know what that is going to look like going forward. So you've got to take advantage of today. Today matters. And with that, you need to be intentional. So the difference between good intentional, uh, good intentions and being intentional is good intentions just don't have action to them. Being intentional means you're going to do something and you're going to do it now. Or you've got a plan for it. So, hey man, we ought to get together sometime, go, go grab some coffee. We ought to get together, we ought to go grab some lunch. We ought to get together, uh, get the families together, whatever. You know, how many times have you heard somebody say that you see them that they have the best intention six months goes by you see them again hey man we, we still need to get together you know let's let's make that happen and six months goes by you see them again hey you know we, we've been talking about getting together we still need to do that and it's not malicious it's not that the people don't want to get together they do want to get together but they're just not intentional and so now when I see somebody, I say, hey, you know, we ought to get together sometime. I pull out my calendar and I say, okay, how about next week, this day, this time? You know, I set appointments and that was something that was a big shift in me. If I've got intention to do something, then I need to go ahead and come up with a plan for it and make it happen. You know, so one example of that was 
you know, I was at a, a Yellowhammer Power of Service event and I was having all these great conversations and ultimately I just, I was thanking God that night. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful that you've given me the ability to talk to, you know, the, the lowest of the low and the highest of the high and everybody in between. It's just conversations are just people. And I heard God say, you know, these conversations aren't just for you. So, you know, I started a you know, Facebook page that night, Living Life on Purpose, uh, started an interview series, and ultimately started telling stories, uh, interviewing these people, letting them tell their own stories, uh, because I'm having all these great conversations, and ultimately, they weren't just for me. So I wanted to be obedient. I got on it right away. And so that's why Living Life on Purpose started was I was intentional about something that the Lord had spoken to me about. So um, go from good intentions to being intentional. Read Intentional Living. If you've never read Intentional Living by John Maxwell, one of the best books I've ever read in my life. And you know some of the things that he says in there is intentional living always has an idea. Unintentional living always has an excuse. Intentional living fixes the situation. Unintentional living fixes the blame. Intentional living makes it happen. Unintentional living wonders what happened. Intentional living says, here's something I can do. Unintentional living says, why doesn't someone else do something? So think about the differences between those. And again, just shift to being intentional and you will see your your productivity go up. You'll see the strength of your relationships go up. You'll see your accountability go up. You'll see uh, just more purpose in your life all around because things will start to happen instead of waiting. So that's a big step. That's step number one. Step number two, focus on right relationships. The reality is, you know, we've all got people in our life that uh, some are encouraging, some are discouraging. And, you know, if there are more people in your life that are discouraging than encouraging, then you got the wrong people in your life. And I, I hate to be the one to tell you that. And, you know, sometimes it's close friends, sometimes it's family. But, you know, if people aren't building you up, then they're tearing you down. If they're not moving you forward, then they're holding you back. So you can't get to where you want to go if you keep hanging out with the people who don't support your vision for your future. So if God's called you to be something, and people are just constantly telling you about who you used to be or how you know, you're not good enough or you'll never be anything. You don't need to be hanging out with those people. And I'm not saying completely eliminate them from your life, but that doesn't need to be your, your support group. You need to recognize that positive and negative is real. So, you know, positive influences, very real. Negative influences, very real. If you've got positive people in your life, you're going to do positive things. If you've got negative people in your life, you're going to do negative things. It's it's just truth. So if you keep hanging out with people that remind you of who you were, they will never help you become the person that you want to be. And Pastor Chris Hodges, my great pastor from Church of the Highlands, says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And the first time I heard that, I really, it's like, Wow. You know, that, that's so simple, but it's so true. And, you know, I look back at times in my life and, you know, and I, again, I had free will. I had the ability to make choices. 
But a lot of times when I made bad decisions, it was because I put myself in the wrong position with the wrong people and I paid the consequences. So with that, um, what's the next step? Step three, remember that you were designed by God. Okay, so that is a critical piece of all of this. You know, you could take practical steps, but you've got to know how you were created. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. So what does that mean? Number one, we're handiwork. He created us. What were we created to do? Good works. When did he do this? In advance. So, again, everything in the Bible is spirit breathed on paper. It is revelation knowledge from God put down on paper. It is not just words. It is the living word. It is the truth. It is from God himself. And therefore, he's telling you how he designed you and why he designed you and when he designed you. So with that, another great scripture, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my favorite scriptures, because it tells you that God doesn't have plans to harm you. God doesn't have plans to destroy you. Now, there is an enemy who's got those plans, but God's plan is to prosper you, do you no harm. Now, how do you get to that point of being prosperous and doing no harm? You've got to walk in purpose. You've got to be doing the things that he's called you to do. You've got to be living the life that he wants you to live. If you're walking with the devil all day long and you get harmed, that's not God's fault. You are following the wrong leader. And any leader that you follow in this life, if they're leading you in the wrong direction, you will end up in the wrong destination. So with that, again, it's just once you come to that place of, of rest, once you come to that place of knowing that there is a heavenly father that loves you so much, the sin his son to die on the cross so that you could live without sin. He created everything. He created you. Once you come to that realization, that is just, it's a fantastic place to be. Um, so what's the fourth step? The fourth step is put others first. And, you know, this was a big one for me that uh, I was a very selfish person. And um, obviously that's never fun to realize or uh, acknowledge. But, I mean, I just, I was. I mean, again, I was... Um, when you're wanting to pursue stuff, when you're wanting to pursue money, when you're wanting to pursue everything but God, then you don't put others first, you put you first. And when you put you first, people get hurt. People are, um, they're after you. So, you know, every man for himself is a motto that you hear a lot in this world. And the reality is that's not the way that we're designed. So, the more you focus on others, the more you realize that your circumstances aren't the end of the world and the more fulfillment you will have. And, you know, so as I started to really walk out others first, I started serving more. Um, you know, we've got a dream team at the church and, you know, I, I got on the dream team. I started leading, uh, started leading small groups. I started mentoring. I started guiding other people. 
I started serving with the homeless. I mean, all the things that have taken place as I started to put others before myself, it's just been incredible. And, um, you know, I, I like to share a lot of those experiences and a lot of those stories through social media. Again, not to glorify me, but to glorify God because it has made such a powerful impact on not only me, but my entire family. I mean, my daughters, my wife, it has really changed the entire dynamic. And it's still something that I'm working on because we've all got a little bit of selfishness in us. Again, the the world is constantly fueling selfishness, not selflessness. And so we're, we're constantly bombarded by the need to do stuff for us do what feels good, don't worry about other people, uh, all the other lies that, that are just constantly perpetuated. So, um, but Albert Einstein said, only a life lived for others is a life worth living. Now, he was one of the most brilliant people that ever lived. And he didn't say a life worth living is one where you make a lot of money. A life worth living is when you invent a lot of stuff. A life worth living is when you become famous. He said, only a life lived for others is a life worth living. So don't take my word for it. Take his. So again, just review of the four steps. Be intentional. Focus on right relationships. Know that you've got a God-given design and then put others first. And when you start to do all those things, not only will you start living life on purpose, you will really just start to feel alive because, you know, again... You can have nice things. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you think that nice things are going to give you happiness, if you think that nice things are going to give you joy, if you think that nice things are going to you know, give you peace, you're wrong. And, and again, I'm, I'm living proof of that. Um, still have a successful business. Uh, still have nice things. Still have... Uh, and you know, I got a nice car. I pick up homeless people in it. Okay. And I don't tell you that to like for any other reason other than it is a tool. It is not something that I put on a pedestal. I like nice cars. I, I like fast cars, but it's a tool. And you know, the more I use it, the less it's going to use me. And so, you know, that's all I would encourage you with. Um, I, I'm in the business of helping people plan. And again, like as long as we've got the proper guidance in what we're planning for and how we're planning, there's nothing wrong with planning. But at the same time, we've got to live for today and not just focus on tomorrow. It's important to have vision, but if you don't have action to go along with vision, then the the vision will never be walked out. So living life on purpose, again, just what you're going to hear throughout this series is person after person that I've grown in relationship with or people that have been recommended to me that that you need to hear the stories of because I want you to understand that there are people all around, not just this city, not just this state, not just this country, but all around the world that are living life with purpose, that are very successful, but they also realize that God is the one who has given them a plan. God is the one who's given them a dream. God is the one who's given them a vision. And God is the one who's ultimately helping them walk that out. And I know you're constantly bombarded by people that tell you the exact opposite. Step on whoever to get there. Uh, Climb to the top of the ladder. 
you know, throw people off the ladder if they're in your way. And, you know, once you get to the top, the, the view is, is incredible. But if you got to the top and nobody came along with you, that's just called lonely. That's called isolation. That's called a lie. So I want to keep you from the, the pits of despair. I want to keep you from the, the trappings of material things that are hollow. And, and I ultimately want you to, to know that you're loved, that you matter, that you have a purpose. You're greater than your current circumstances and your current situation. And that God has a plan for you, for your future, and it's greater than today. So again, this is going to be an incredible series. Uh, I hope that you'll listen in on a regular basis. Uh, I'm going to have just great leaders. I'm going to have uh, great business people. I'm going to have people that, that just have great hearts. And, and ultimately, you're going to be encouraged by these stories. I hope that my story today helped you a little bit. Again, next time, it's not just going to be me talking, but this is just an introduction to what things are going to look like. And I just hope that you have the best day ever. If I can ever help you, please reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you and walk you through anything. So God bless you and have a great day.